What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad is back. You have a nice week off there. Yeah, man. It was cool. We went up to uh, <clears throat> South Tahoe up at the up at the Kingsbury summit up there. So we're up like, I don't know, seven seventy two hundred feet or something and did a couple hikes and ended up like 8,500 feet or so. And, uh, just kind of tooled around and went to, went to South Tahoe down to the heavenly village and hung out there, got some pizza and beer and there you go. Yeah. There's a cool sock shop. <laughs> believe it or not yeah it's really cool and uh in the heavenly village i can't remember the name of it but it's like the two the kids two favorite places are that sock shop and a place called rocket fizz oh um, wow we have a couple of those in this area and they're all like retro candy um retro sodas retro like comic books and artwork and stuff and the kids love that store so yeah so we had a good time I remember I went to last time Crystal and I went to Tahoe. Now this is probably two summers ago. Uh, so it was probably, gosh, what would two summers ago have been? So two thousand, like twenty. So I think we were all sort of able to go outdoors after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and and you know we're all masking up, but we were outdoors, and they had a brand new uh, music store music shop cd oh. uh, records and and stuff and it was pretty new and i was like wow in 2020 you know opening up a music store that's cool it, it was really cool they didn't have a lot of stuff like you could tell yeah, they yeah. were still building up their collection and stuff but it's kind of like under you had to go down and nice little you know nice little area so yeah Tahoe yeah. has some has some cool stuff out there pretty pretty unique they do. stuff yeah we we love it so much that just Denise and I are going back in a couple of weeks just for, oh, wow. for our for our anniversary because there you go. Oh, yeah, d different place in South Tahoe but still just we just like we like hanging out there and we love um just finding cool hikes you know just because almost every hike there it, you always end up at a certain point where you can see the entire lake so we're just mm -hmm. yeah that's, we take those all the time so yeah no that's awesome yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know, we're going to do some year end stuff on this show. There's some news out there for yeah. the Giants. Uh, we're also going to look back at some of our predictions at the beginning of the season. 
that Brad, <laughs> for some reason, decided to keep instead of throw away? <laughs> no, they're fun. They are really fun. Some of them are hilarious, and some of them are, like, spot on. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait. I, I, I literally don't know what they are, so I can't wait. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be new, news to me, too. All right, so just hit. let's hit the news real quick, which is uh, the, first, the first thing. And I think these are both Bob Nightingale reports from USA Today. Uh, the first one is that the Giants are, in addition to being in on Aaron Judge, they are also going to be in on Trey Turner, Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers' Trey Turner. Uh, there, there's some talk about him. I guess he's an East Coast guy, and you know the Phillies could be a possibility for him. But you know the Giants are going to go after him as well, court him, maybe give him the Buster Posey. <laughs> the, the, yeah the, the the bus maybe he gets a buster hug yeah there you go that's all you need what yeah. i mean i don't know i mean although he can't be wearing any dodger blue or anything <laughs> like that so it's, that, that would be weird you can't have that and uh that's in addition to the expectation that they go after aaron judge now aaron judge is still playing knowing that the giants have an interest in judge are you going to be watching him a little bit more closely? Or are you going to be kind of rooting for him? It's hard for me to root for the Yankees, so I don't think I could root for the team. But just the idea that no, no, let's say let's say there's a 25 percent chance that the Giants can sign Aaron Judge, you know, might, might not be a bad thing to kind of want to see him do well during this uh, this playoff run. Yeah, you know, so my story with Aaron Judge is that I had him his first two full seasons in the majors on my fantasy team. Mm. So I've always I've always liked him. I've always thought, oh, this guy's cool. I mean, he puts up some great numbers, but it's not even so much that. He seems like a really nice clubhouse type of guy. I mean, he's from the Bay Area. He's from, yeah. from, from you know, the West Coast and everything, too. So he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's pretty chill. He's pretty mellow. But his defense, I mean, his defense is very good. And he's got a, a fantastic arm. Um, and that's one of those things, you know, the Giants uh, are, are going to be talking about this, this offseason is how can we, and, you know. Improve the defense, how yeah. Can we, yeah, let's, let's improve the defense. Well, I mean, you're going to improve the lineup and you're going to improve the defense at the same time if you get Aaron Judge. But, yeah, I think, you know, during the postseason, obviously, I'll be keeping a close eye on him. Uh, hope he doesn't get hurt. You know, yeah. Hope he stays nice and healthy. That's yeah, totally. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I – I would love to have him on the Giants, uh, him and Trey Turner and Jacob deGrom <laughs> and Carlos Rodeo <laughs> and Justin Verlander. No, I, there I mean, you go. We, we, we should do it. We'll do a show with a wish list. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, once, totally. Once we'll, the World we'll Series is over, we'll have our wish list and we'll kind of mark it off and we'll rank them of, of what you and I want. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds a good I, idea. I don't even know who I would put number one. I, I like Judge, but Trey Turner is a ball player, man. Yeah. And, and that also fits a need. So that, that's he, a he's a tiny bit younger as well. I don't know if that yeah. matters as much because Judge is just a power hitter extraordinaire. Uh, so the other part of this is that um, the the Aaron Judge story we just learned last week. I don't know you, you were out, so if you didn't hear this story, I, I don't blame you one bit. But on the last Bags and Brisby before they get, go on a little bit of hiatus, uh, Bags learned that Judge somehow like he he had gotten an autograph from somebody uh, on the giants and and this like stuck with him for uh for uh, as a great memory because it showed him sort of like what it's like to be a professional baseball player so it's kind of stuck with him when it comes to signing autographs it was none other than jonathan sanchez <laughs> so this guy's favorite player was rich aurelia he says barry bonds wow. is the all-time home run leader and he there's no doubt about that and Jonathan Sanchez changed his view of being a professional and signing autographs. And the best part of that story, I don't even remember who wrote it, but bag said that the person who sent it to him was none other than Jonathan Sanchez. Wow. That's, I mean, how can you, how can he sign somewhere else <laughs> exactly. man, at this point? But you know, is this a good omen right here? New York giants. I yeah, the Giants, I like New York it. Giants. The, See the judge, that that New that York was connection. so that was a little bit of my reasoning for rooting for the Mets, in addition to some 
friends that I have who who were really into Mets baseball this year yeah. was like, oh, you know, there's that little bridge and, you know, between the New York Giants and the New York Mets, maybe. But then they just went out there and played terribly. Yeah. That, that Like we saw them early in the year and there was a moment where I was like, they are scary. And they were for almost like I'd say 95% of the season. And then in the end of the end of the year, the Braves catch them and pass them. And that proved to be super costly for them. I, I was bummed out for my friends, but ultimately I think they sort of half expected it, even though they really, really liked this team. Well, and don't forget too the orange in their uniform. Um, uh, you know, some people don't know this, but the orange in their uniform is the San Francisco. No, well, at the time, the New, New York, York Giants, Giants orange, yeah. but the Giants brought that to San Francisco, same orange. So that orange in the uniform, let's not pay any attention, attention to the to blue part. Blue, no, <laughs> we don't need that. But the orange in their uniform is from the New York Giants because yes. they wanted to meld those two, New York and Brooklyn, together. So yeah, um, so yeah, there's, and again. Like we've been talking about the the whole week is is who who can take down the Dodgers? We don't yeah. care about who who makes it or right. who does whatever. Who right. can take down the Dodgers? I don't know if the Padres have what it takes. Uh, they've been like you said, they've been pretty much big brothered and and oh, daddied yeah. all year by the Dodgers. Yeah, or zaddied. I just I just <laughs> heard that word for the first time like a couple days ago. And I had to look up what is zaddy. I think I saw it on Saturday night live. I'm like, what is that? And I looked it up and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. What is it? Isn't it just like, uh, it's, like it's an attractive like, older man. Yeah. 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 Someone's who a swag. Is, yeah. Who's got some swag on. or something. So I'm, just, I'm definitely not a zaddy. I just, I found that out too. As I looked it up, I was like, well, that's not me. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to talk about the playoff stuff in a little bit, but let's, let's stay with the giants. Uh, the other news that I think this is also from Bob Nightingale. He's on, he's been on fire with the Giants. News. He's busy. Uh, Evan Longoria, they do not expect to offer him or to uh, pick up his his team um, buyout or, or the the update. Uh, the the what, what is it called? The the player he he's got a the, the option the option the, the team yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have a team option for thirteen yeah. million, or they could buy him out at five. And it sounds like they're going to buy him at five, buy him out at five. So he'll be a free agent. Now, he said specifically, and this was an actually pretty interesting interview because he was very candid. And he was just kind of like going through what the Giants front office may, may be thinking, which is if you buy him out uh, and, and let him go and he's a free agent, you give him the you pay that five. You may still be able to bring him back at less than the extra eight that it would take to get the, the, the team option. So that is interesting to see if they bring them back and just go, yeah, bringing them back at one year, 5 million, five plus five is 10 less than the 13. They save a few bucks there. Yeah, they throw a sure. few, the few more bucks at, uh, at Aaron judge. Um, so that that's pretty interesting. And I thought it was so neat that, he was so candid about it and he's a vet, you know, he's, he knows what's going on. He's been around yeah. forever. We, you and I had circled this date, like day one of this podcast. <laughs> I think episode one, we had this date. Yeah, probably. When, you know, Oh, when he's coming off the books. And then, at, and then after a, a point, it was like, you know, 13 million is not that bad. Cause they have all this yeah. money that they're not spending, but well, you know, especially we'll the season he had too. Cause we thought, well, that last year was a little bit of a resurgence, but mm -hmm. then we're like, Oh, but you know, maybe it was a fluke. And then, and then he had kind of the same season this year with the injuries and everything too, on top of it. And we're like, well, maybe that's not that bad of a deal. So, but yeah. 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 But uh, I do like the idea of him coming back in, in sort of a veteran role I know the Giants have a lot of vets, but because he can also produce defensively uh, and the other options there outside of maybe Wilmer are all young guys. So that is is pretty tantalizing to me from that perspective. Yeah. But, you know, it's only going to be one more year, probably. You know, he's he's you know, he's I think he likes the organization and, and kind of in the back of my mind is his future. Like I don't, I don't know what exists with Tampa and and his relationship with them. Like, you know, I'm sure he's like one of their best players of all time. But it seems like here he really likes it, and I could see him having a future in the organization and being a part of something. Well, I don't know. Maybe he has coaching aspirations. Something that I don't know about that. But 
it would seem to make sense to be in good graces with the Giants because of how they treat former players and how they create opportunities. And, you know, if, he, if he's tight with Kapler, you know, Kapler, what, 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 what is one thing that Kapler likes to do? Add coaches. Like, yeah, just add another one. Yeah. What, what do we care? <laughs> yeah. It's like 75 what, coaches. Co- <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's coach number 76? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> would you like to see him back, though? I would, you know, I think I would. And, and I, and, and my main reason for wanting him back is I like his relationship with Kapler. Uh, they were teammates. Um, it's that, it's that really awesome bridge between the, you know, the coaching staff and the players and next year, you've got to think too, that we are going to have a lot of younger guys coming up and getting more playing time than they did this year so you're going to see the elliot ramos you're going to see kyle harrison i mean you're going to see guys like that so to have that veteran on not on the coaching staff but on the 26-man roster to kind of be that go between i i think that's pretty valuable i i think 10 million dollars five and five i i think that's totally worth it i mean i i I would pay that in a heartbeat for for a tutor for somebody to show you the ropes in the major leagues and uh what is it you know make sure your shower shoes are clean yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly they 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 need that they need uh they need all the tricks they need to know the vet tricks uh so there's no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Before we get to this season review where you're going to read our early season predictions and we'll talk about player of the year and just overall like thoughts about the season as we covered it fairly closely, like every week talking about the team, you have to be actively paying attention to what's going on. So I think we have a good view of, of what happened with this team. Uh, what are you drinking over there? You told me that you were going to do some experimenting with your drink. <laughs> I, di- I didn't go crazy. I told you it was going to be experimental after I walked away and I typed that and I walked away. I go, he probably thinks it's like some crazy concoction. And then, and then I was a little late getting on and you go, would your drink blow up? And I, was like, no. <laughs> I just, <laughs> okay. So what I did is I, I grabbed oh, the, oh yeah. I, baby. I got to give it a shot because it was, I don't know. What was this like? 25 bucks or something it's the trader joe's tequila añejo and uh i went ahead and mixed it with my grapefruit uh citrus zevia because i wanted to see the difference because i'm always mixing that grapefruit citrus zevia with um the terramana the silver so i thought well let me give it a shot and and then speaking of giving it a shot i threw it in there because i wanted to taste it yeah all right well, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not, it's not top shelf. I'll, yeah. I can tell you that for sure. Right. Um, but it's good. So if you mix it in here with the, with the grapefruit Zevia, very, very smooth compared nice. to the Terramana, which I like. Yeah. It's, it's different. The Terramana has got that salty bite to it. Mm-hmm. So if you want that, if it's nice and hot outside, but if it's cooler outside, like it is, well, I don't know, 78 degrees, how cool that is. But, um, 
yeah, it's it's definitely smoother through the little lime wedge in there. Uh, lots of ice and uh, yeah, it's good. I, I like it. I I would buy this bottle again for sure. Um, would I drink it straight? Probably not. Would I find more juices and mm -hmm. different things to mix it with? Absolutely, because I can see this with that. Uh, have you ever had that ice drink? I think it's like it's like a fruit drink, but it's not too much fruit. Uh, and it's a little bit caffeinated and it's uh, fizzy. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that I've mixed with before. That, like pink. you get that at like Costco and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've mixed that before with the Terramana Silver and it's really good. So try, I'll try it with this next time and I'm sure it'll give it, I mean, even more smooth. But mm -hmm. like, they, like we used to say in college, I can't taste the alcohol. So <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so what am I drinking? Uh, by the way, the Black Adam is coming out in a couple weeks. Mm, yes. When, when Black Adam comes out, I think that weekend I'll I'll bust back out the Terramana for for yeah, our show. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So what I'm drinking, you see a nice little cube there or uh, a yeah. sphere of ice and uh, some whiskey. So I've been watching some Cobra Kai season five. <laughs> there you I don't go. know. Uh, did you ever watch any Cobra Kai? I watched the first Karate Kid movie back when I was a kid, and that's all I've okay. seen. But I would like to. So, yeah. so this season of Cobra Kai, season five, uh, is uh, the the center bad guy is a guy by the name of Thomas Ian Griffith, who played the big bad in Karate Kid three. Now, Karate Kid three, in the lore of Karate Kid, did terrible business because yes, Ralph Macchio was like. 32 years old playing a teenager and looked all of 32 <laughs> was not fit in any way was like it was definitely a paycheck movie for him but it was not a good movie i remember going like like the first week that it came out i think i saw it the second week and it was already at like the bargain bin uh, oh, theaters no. which was great because i only had to pay like five sure. bucks to watch it but you know not the best theater it's like kind of smells in there and stuff but uh anyways the the movie after two successful karate kids right karate kid the first one and then the second one they go to japan or okinawa then this one is kind of a retread and uh but the kind of the thing that comes out of it is this guy tom c and griffith so as they're going through the seasons of cobra kai one of the fun things about it is you watch the first season and then you're like oh what could they do and you go back and remember all the characters from the movies and so last season, season four, they brought back Thomas Ian Griffith as Terry Silver. He's like this rich, like, bachelor, and he has this thing for Japanese whiskey. Mm. And I'm not even done Genius. with season. I'm not even done with season five, but uh, in in season five, he is constantly talking about the best whiskey you've ever tasted, and it's it's from the the Suntory is is the brand. Now the Suntory that I bought from Safeway. <laughs> is not the, the sun not story the that 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 Terry Silver is talking about when he's offering it to all of these uh these people in business deals but because it is also Suntory I'm drinking it for Cobra Kai for Terry Silver nice. and and that's what I'm drinking today so so what he had was probably aged what 8 yeah. years 12 years something like that uh it was maybe like a special bottle you can only get in Japan at yeah. a certain store at a certain time. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you know, it, 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 it works. I could say that I also was drinking Japanese whiskey like Terry Silver. There you go. All right. So uh, let's get into this uh, season in review 2022. What are these? I'm just dying <laughs> to figure out what these predictions are. Yes. <clears throat> so we had, so we went back and I want to say it was like April. I think I pulled this from my April 16th notes. Okay. And we did we did one, two, three, four. We did five over under predictions. You don't remember this. No. I mean, I remember I, doing I, it. Yeah, I don't you remember, remember doing what it. You they don't were. remember what they were. Yeah. yeah. By the way, hot, hot take Bry yes. last week said that he thinks he was on all those hot takes that, that he also made before the season started. Uh, he did hot takes, but not these over-unders. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I want to go back and find those hot yeah, takes. Yeah, we got to find he those has, hot takes. Yeah, he, he had some good ones. <laughs> um, so our first over-under 
and I went ahead and cheated a little bit on this one because one of these guys was traded. But the over-under of Ruff and Peterson combining for 60 home runs. All right. You were correct. You took the under. 60 home runs did not happen. It was 34. 23 of them them were from Jock Peterson. The other 11 came from Darren Ruff as he withered and disappeared once he went off to the New York Mets. Yeah. Um, I I like the guy we got back, though. I think we got the better of that trade. I think think we absolutely did. I should have fudged that a little bit and said Ruff Peterson and J.D. Davis Mm -hmm. and made it a combined. Then we get pretty close, right? Uh, I think so. Let's see. What did J.D. Davis do? Total home runs on the season. Um, he was definitely in the double digits. Yeah, he hit uh, 12. Big. So add another 12 onto that 34. Quick math here, 46. And we're still 14 off. But, yeah. Um, but so you took the under. You were correct. I took the over. I have no idea why. <laughs> I, th- I think I thought... Peterson was going to hit 40 home runs. Well, see, the, all, thing, all the, the thing about it is at 20. If I go back to the beginning of the season, we were really high on Darren Ruff season. We were. We were absolutely. buying. We were drinking the Farhan Zaidi Kool-Aid when it yeah. came to the idea of this guy's only going to face left-handers. His, uh, his velocity uh, coming off of the bat is, is very high. That means he's going to have the best season of his life. And so yeah. we, were, we were high on, on him for sure this year. Yeah. Yeah, but but what but why did I pick sixty? <laughs> I, I mean, well, because we I, were coming off of last year where the Giants led all of baseball in home runs. That's true. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I had to find because after I was looking at this yesterday, I was like sixty. Where did I get that number? Because you're talking about two guys who aren't going to be playing at the same time, right? And they would have to combine into this one superhuman that hits 60 home runs in a season. You know, the other, like thing, said, is, yeah. uh, the other thing is I don't think that we thought the Giants were going to have 152 different lineups out of the 162 we games. Well, that's not what we thought. So no, that's also part also, of the calculus. We also didn't think that they would have 26 DHs. <laughs> and, they, and that's what they ended up with. <laughs> so and then the next one, Carlos Rodon, 200 Ks. Over, under. And uh, you went with the over. So congratulations. All Two right. and oh. All right. Two and oh. 237 strikeouts. I went with the under. I don't know why. <laughs> I Well, I think I, I think I know why. And I think my reasoning was probably the health. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought he was going to why it was turn. that's why it was the over under was because there was yeah, exactly. concern. Yeah. I thought they were going to be a little more uh, use him a little more sparingly at the beginning of the season. Maybe he'd go on the Phantom IL, miss a couple starts. Miss that was only the last game of the season, there. right? That they only, that was it, it was only the last game where he missed. What a yeah, year! And at that point, he had two hundred and thirty-seven strikeouts. Just absolutely. Insane. I called him uh, Lincecum Light today. Yes, <laughs> and the the only thing that separates them is Lincecum just had way more innings pitched, so his strikeouts were higher. It were, you know, Radon didn't Radon he didn't even reach two hundred innings, right? Uh, I don't think he did. No. So, you know, that's the only difference. Yeah. And it's just really a difference of what baseball is today versus, you know, back then 10 years ago. And, you know, if you think about it, maybe Linscombe lasts a little bit longer if he's not throwing 265 innings, you know, this is true. We get a couple more years out of him. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, our next one, our over under 90 wins on the season. Mm. Yeah. We both blew that one. We both we both took the over on the on that one, uh, but again, high hopes. One hundred and seven wins. Okay, not as great of a season. They win ninety one, ninety two, ninety three games, maybe. Um, yeah, but they won eighty one as well. Yeah, we expected them to make the playoffs. Like that's the bottom line. Like that's a number yeah. that's going to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, and and I think that was pretty close. I want to say the Phillies probably won eighty eight, eighty nine games, something like that. Um, and so we thought, okay, that's that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, now we know for next year. But we both took the over, and we were both wrong. Uh, we got two left. Tyro Estrada playing in 120 games. Uh, that one kind of blew out of the water about halfway through the season <laughs> as we saw what he was doing. With that. Oh, yeah. This guy's great. He's like the one he, regular in the lineup every day. Pretty much. I mean, him and, and Crawford, I guess. Yeah. 
So 120 games was the over under. He finished with 140 games. You took the under. So you're actually wrong for once, for twice. Uh, I took the over um, because I I figured, I figured he was going to be second base, shortstop, first base, left field. I I thought he was going to be all in there. And I was, I was really kind of banking on a big Tyro Estrada year. Um, and, and that's what we got. And I think we're going to get an even better year out of Tyro Estrada next year. Again, stronger lineup next year, hopefully. Uh, bigger season out of Tyro. What he hit? Uh, 14 home runs, stole 20 plus bases. Uh, so fantastic season out of him. And, you um, know, uh, we, we're going to do player of the year. Yeah. And our top three are really the only top three. But when you get down to like the next three or the next four, He's he's right in that next three or next four as, as far as valuable players for the season. I wanted to actually put him as number four in our Twitter poll, but I ran out of characters. So <laughs> it's because you, thanks, you it's, if, if you would have spelled it Logan Webb instead of Brandon Webb, it would have yeah. gave you a couple more. Back. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. What a goof! I can't believe I did that. That was funny. Uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I saw somebody comment on that and they said, you call it Brandon Webb is back. And I go, Brandon, Oh no. Did I do that? Yeah. It's my, uh, my buddy Brady. He, he was writing, I think he was writing for a blog, like a Boston Red Sox blog. I don't know if he continues to write, but he's a pretty hardcore base. You remember when we had, uh, the guy, uh, Jarrett from, um, baseball. Yeah. 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 He, he, he and Brady are, are friends. So I don't know Jarrett through Brady. I I kind of know them kind of at the same time. I kind of met them right around the same time. So yeah, Jarrett had a rough night too. Mets fan. Yeah. That was a, that was not a, not a good series for Mets fans. No, no. Especially because it's, there's no chance in that game three. Like they were just no way, man. No, it was over. Um, and then this one's not necessarily an over under. This is a pick 'em. Uh, this is the most saves between Doval, McGee, and Rogers. Uh, and we both chose Doval because we figured it might take him a little while to kind of grasp that closer role because the end of the year he had it. Uh, but again, coming in in his second season, we didn't know. We didn't know where Kapler's, um, you know, trust was going to lie early in the season. We, so we thought, oh, it's going to be Mac Cheese. It's going to be Rodgers. They're, they're going to split them up. Doval is going to come in there. Well, Doval ended up with 27 saves. McGee ended up with three. And Rodgers, shockingly, ended up with zero saves. Yeah. And I think yeah. he had seven or eight the year before. Um, and that's why we put him in there because we figured, oh, he's going to be that ninth inning guy getting some saves. Um, but yeah, Doval with 27 saves on the season. Long time. It's been a long time since we had a, a 20 plus uh, save pitcher. I think uh, almost almost 30. I shouldn't say 20 plus. We probably have had one in a while, but um, close to 30 saves out of a closer. Yeah, and he's all of a sudden like he would have been on the next the next level of of uh, player of the year for me too. Like the next three or four, he would have been right there with uh, with Tyro. He had sort of a and I don't know how you can have an evolution so young into your career but he found that extra pitch and then he it like it just changed his his him like just amazing that that one pitch just gave him more than what because he was getting a little predictable it was yeah. it was slider fastball and if he didn't have control of one of those pitches then it was like uh-oh this might be rough and he's overthrowing the slider, overthrowing the slider, and we're just saying, just throw the fastball. If you're gonna get beat, yeah, yeah. get beat at 99, and then he finds this exploding sinker that just dives in to the right side and and away from lefties, and you're just like, what the hell? This is not the yeah. same guy. All of a sudden, he was just amazing. Like that, you're looking into next year. You're like, okay, as long as he doesn't hurt his arm, uh, <laughs> you know, because when you throw that hard, like it's you kind of feel like, Oh, that that's probably coming at some point where you hurt your arm, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And he, all of a sudden he has uh, some trade value too, which I don't, I don't know if I want to see him leave, but you never know just based on guys that if they believe they have guys coming up, who are going to be just as good as him, it could be an option for them. Well, well for you, do you want to see Duvall 
with a little bit of a nasty streak, a little bit of a mean disposition on the mound. Because we don't see that at all. He's so chill. Well, he did that one and time, and then he got in trouble. Remember, he threw yeah, the exactly. glove. <laughs> well, he threw the glove. But I'm talking about you know staring down the yeah. the, the the batter, striking him out. You know, strike out strike out the first batter of the inning and stare him down and go, yeah, that's what you get. And, and I, I mean, I want to see it like a little bit of a little that, a little bit of stank eye. Yeah, because we're old school. We grew up in the in the nasty boys era, yeah. and you know, shooter, and uh, you know, Rod Beck, and then and then seeing Eckersley point at people after he strikes them out. I mean, yeah, a little bit of that mm, nastiness. I think I want to see. But well, it kind of fits the early on with what Gabe. Kapler was saying, which is like, we're not going to stop playing hard. Like we're just, you know, we're just going to keep playing. So that mentality was kind of out there, but yeah. he's, he's too young. He's like a baby deer. You know, yeah, he's, he is, he, he, he'll, he can't, he probably can't even like grow a mustache. So once he does that, <laughs> you know, he's uh, he, he can get a little bit of a mean streak, but that also yeah. just comes from experience too. Like, you oh know, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, it'll come from experience. If a guy hits you, and and a guy is three for four against you, and then you strike that guy out, you know, two years from now to end a big ball game. Yeah, that emotion might come it, out. It's gonna come in a series where the Giants are competitive with the Dodgers again, because you you remember a lot of the, I guess the conflict for the Giants. It would be. Um, who was the Dodgers right fielder? Uh, what is his name? The guy that Mad Bum used to always be upset. Oh, with. Puig. Puig, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and for the Dodgers, it was Mad Bum, right? They're like, we don't yeah. like this guy, and the Giants fans are like, we don't like Puig, and so that's where a lot of that conflict came from. There's no conflict with this team yet because no. you know there should have been some with the Dodgers, but the Giants didn't play well enough for there to be. So maybe maybe next yeah. year. Uh, and there's going to be less Giants Dodgers games next year because the schedule is going to be way more balanced. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Don't get me started on the whole balanced schedule. I mean, don't even call it American League National League anymore. It's no, yeah. I mean, it's like, kind of like football, right? Where, yeah, it, you know, you play or, or, or basketball even like basketball. Everybody plays each other twice, and then you play your your uh, division four times, and I think you play your conference three times, something like that. And they, you know, the MVP is MVP of the league. There's only one. There's not these AL and NL, you know, uh, or West and East uh, MVPs. So they, they should, they they could, but there's just so much, there's so much history in it that to change it, a lot of baseball fans would get really mad. Oh, oh yeah, they'd freak out. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't. I'd be okay with it at this point. If they're gonna go this far, I'm fine with them mixing it up a little bit. But, well, if the yeah. Giants didn't play as many games against the Dodgers and the Padres, they probably would have played, made the playoffs because it's those, possible, are the, yeah. those are the teams that they struggled. They like the Dodgers destroyed them this year and the Padres got the better of them for sure this year, which has not necessarily always been the case. So you take those two teams away. I think the giants were like, 20 games over 500 or something like that. <laughs> probably. Well, and then look at the Padres too. If they don't have to play the Dodgers as many times, they're probably a better team also record. Oh, yeah. So totally. yeah, it's, it's, I think things will be a little bit different next year for records. Yeah. Was there one more that we had? That was it. That was uh, it. You finished, you finished three and two. I finished two and three. You add those up five and five, exactly 500. <laughs> there we go. Pretty much how the season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so before we move on and uh, talk about our player of the year, Brian and I talked about this last week. So I just kind of wanted to give you your chance to talk about 81 and 81. Uh, that obviously there's some disappointment because we expected the team to be good. They started out really well. Like we, we started out, we were going to have a segment on this show called haters wars. We had like a nice, like pimped out Gabe Kapler photo. I think I still have it here. Let me see if I can find it, but uh, we didn't have, we, we did like one haters wars and, and that was it. Yeah. He was out. He was hit, hit watch man. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. We had that because yeah, because he was, you were bunting up eight yeah. to one and, uh, uh, poor Mauricio Debon over there going, Oh, I'm just doing what I was told to do. And, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, you know, the season 
was not successful. Um, <clears throat> I would even call it, I, I would call it more than disappointing because when you win 107 games and then you come back and win 81, things uh, are, are definitely disappointing. I, I think more than anything, I think we tried to talk ourselves into it after the season because we thought Brandon Belt was going to continue his resurgent, resurgence. We thought Crawford was going to continue his resurgence. We thought, you know, with without Buster Posey there, Joey Bart's going to be able to to come in and, and just pound 30 home runs, and he's going to really get the game, um, you know, and, and, and sign in Rodone. And then Webb in his in his second like resurgent full year, um, then then you have a, a good rotation. We had an awesome bullpen the year before. We d- we just figured everything was going to stay the same or get better. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody wanted to think about regression, um, but you know it happened, and, and and that's the way it is. And I think I just don't know where this team goes next. I don't know where Zadie and the um, next GM are going to go next with this because I, I, when you look at the fact that we probably won't have Radon next year, not going to give him a seven-year deal. Um, that's just not, you know, not at all what the, what the giants do. What, what is this team doing? What are they building? Are we building a team for the future? Are we building a, uh, trying to build a dynasty? Um, but it's hard to do when you're not locking players up for four five, six years, uh, and in this day and age, in this market, um, so I I don't know I don't know when you look at the eighty one and eighty one you go man this team could could easily be worse than that next year um, they could have been worse than that this year if they didn't have such a fantastic September um, not even all of September but late September mm-hmm. um, but but yeah when I look at that eighty one and eighty one record I, I I and then I think about what can happen next year man even with a a good off season. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what to even think about this team yet. Um, but I know 81 and 81 was absolutely disappointing when you look at the year before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Let's talk about this player of the year. Uh, you did a poll and we let, uh, we let the the listeners, the Twitter followers decide who that player of the year was. And I think it shook out exactly how we wanted it to shake out <laughs> i i know that my yeah. pick won uh but uh, yeah let's talk about that player of the year see this is player of the week because we didn't player of the week but player of the week this week is just yeah. gonna be player of the year well yeah and and before we go do it i'll do another quick poll that we did i i, I put this one out september 27th at like seven o'clock at night so i think it was the friday night before the season ended six games left i said or um you know, what's this team going to do at that point? There were 75 and 78 and, and the poll winner on that one was finish exactly 500 and 40.9% of the votes went to that. And that was the winner. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, so yeah, let's move on to player of the year. Uh, so like I said, I, I picked three players. I wanted to pick four, but I ran out of Twitter characters because that's Twitter. So I was only able to pick three players. So coming in last with, uh, 10% of the vote, Jock Peterson. Uh, he hit, uh, his slash was 274, 353, 521, 23 home runs, 144 OPS plus, 198 total bases. And when you look at it, um, I believe uh, Tyro Estrada had 196 total bases. So only two total bases behind Jock Peterson when you think about it. And his OPS plus was closer to like 107. So just above average, not the 144 that Jock had. Um, coming in second place, not Brandon Webb, but Logan Webb. I put Brandon <laughs> Webb on here. And, and I've done that so many times this year. I think I've said Brandon Webb instead of Logan Webb because we all – you know, from about 10 plus years ago, 15 years ago, the uh, great uh, Diamondbacks pitcher, Brandon Webb, who just was lights out for a couple of years there. Um, but Logan Webb came in uh, second place with 15% of the vote, 15 and 9, 2.90 ERA, 3.04 whip, 
or 7.6 Ks per nine, 139 ERA plus. A very, very good year. Awesome second full year. Uh, and then Carlos Rodon, your winner for the Giants Player of the Year MVP. A 14-8 and eight record, 2.88 ERA, 2.25 FIP. Uh, 12 Ks per nine, which is ridiculous. And 140 ERA plus, which is only one point higher than uh, Logan. Don't yeah. call me Brandon Webb. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, great season for him. I, I think a lot of people are sort of feeling like it's going to be the one-off. It's going to be like the one great Giants year. Here's where I'm going to have a big problem because I don't expect us to re-sign him. Right. If he haunts us by signing with the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I think I was listening to Bags and Brisby, and they had mentioned, was it Bags and Brisby? No, it was uh, Cole Kuyper. Pavlovich. And Pavlovich. Um, and, and Pavlovich was kind of leaning towards him signing with the Cubs. Because mm. the Cubs are one of those teams. I remember last year, Seiya Suzuki, they came in Stroman. and grabbed him. Stroman, they came in and grabbed him. Uh, they have a really good young core. Um, all the trades that they made, they have some kid named, uh, Canario who yes, we, tra- <laughs> we, we traded away to get Chris Bryant. Um, so they've got a lot of great, uh, young talent. So to get a guy like Rodon to go back to Chicago and they, and they were mentioning too, that he has a farm outside of Indiana or in Indiana. So that's not far from Chicago. So, um, he's not really necessarily have many ties to the West coast other than the season he played with the giants. Other than that, there aren't any ties to the West coast. So, um, you know, Yankees could be, could make a push for him. Red Sox are going to, yeah, that's a, that's a team that I, I think about in the back of my head too. The Red Sox didn't make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox known for making the playoffs the last like 10, 15 years. So that's a team that's going to want to make some big time noise. They need to compete with the Yankees. Uh, They're more aggressive with their rivals than we are with ours, Um, which is nice for Red Sox fans because, and again, it's East coast, East coast market. You've got to, I mean, you got to compete with the Yankees just like we got to compete with the, with the Dodgers, but uh, they, they just have that more, uh, they have that East coast aggression. So I could see him end up over there, but yeah, I mean, if he ended up with the Dodgers again, with a new schedule, what are we facing? Maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. At least there's that, but yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to the end of this podcast. And I'm very interested in your thoughts on this new wild card round. We had best of three series. The best seed or the better seed was the home team. All three games. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Did you like it? I, this, this I is lo- the yeah. only thing I didn't like except you can't have the 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 lesser seed have the first home game, and you can't have the lesser seed have the last home game. Exactly. So the only one that would make sense is the middle, and then it just adds travel to it that they don't want to do. Yeah, so then the home, you take a better team. You take a three game series and you make it five days, six days. So I yeah, they couldn't do that. I I like it. I I when I started looking at the schedule, I go, you know, oh my god, we could have four games three days in a row that would be awesome unfortunately it all came down to just one final game on sunday and that was the mets and padres but yeah. um but that first day was so tense all the games were so tense because you know if you go down one nothing you've got to you've got to win the next two games yes you're at home so if you're a home, the home team that's okay but if you're on the road and you lose that first game, now you've got to win two games on the road to win the series in that environment. So I loved it. I thought it really ramped up the, um, you know, the intensity of the whole thing. Uh, and then tomorrow, Tuesday, we get four games yeah. in the next round, all the games. And then there, and then there's a day off for a couple of the games, uh, a couple of the series in between. Uh, but to have all four games starting tomorrow, uh, I'm working from home working 
Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote. Well, first from game home for, tomorrow. So. First game for us is at 10 a.m. Yeah. So yes. what, I would be right with you, except uh, I'm on a flight to oh, no. uh, Syracuse, New York tomorrow. So oh. I'll, be, I'll be in the air. What are you doing? At, what are you doing in Syracuse? You're gonna go see uh, the Orange Men play hoops? <laughs> no, it's too early for that. Uh, actually, it's not that early. NBA NBA is right on the corner, so college oh, basketball's got to be coming. So I mean, hockey starts tomorrow night, opening night. Hockey. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then basketball is the following Tuesday. So yeah. Uh, Crystal, uh, found out about two years ago that she has a half brother. Wow. And so we've been communicating with him and his uh, wife ever since. And so we're going to go meet them in person for the first time. We've done like a zoom chat and stuff. And so we're going to go meet them and they, I think they technically are already married, but they're having like a party out there. So oh, cool. We also haven't seen Crystal's uh, mom and her two sisters and her dad and her stepmom. We haven't seen them since I think 2019. So it's also to see everybody again. And yeah, that's uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to be out yeah, from cool. Tuesday to Saturday night. So we're going to have a pretty packed agenda. And yeah. uh, get it all done. Yeah, so I'll miss all of this stuff. Uh, there, there might be an opportunity for me to watch it on the plane, though. Now that I think of it. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, have you been to the East Coast before? I've never been to well, South Carolina, if you want to call that the East Coast. That that's the the eastest that I've been. Yeah, I've been to New York City a few Ooh. different times. Uh, I've been on trips to Boston and DC, uh, and this will be our second time in the sort of upstate New York area. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of those cross-country flights, but oh well. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the next couple of series, I think the next round is going to be pretty interesting. I think there's, it could be pretty lopsided in a couple of the series: Dodger series, uh, Houston series. Even the Braves series, I think the Braves could pretty easily sweep the the Phillies. And we're looking at, what, three out of five, right, in, yes. in the next round. Yes. So so it could be over pretty quick for some of these teams. Um, you know, and, and yeah, because I, I, I don't know if Seattle can hang with Houston. Um, but Cle- they're, they're Cleveland, Cleveland has a shot. Cleveland has a shot with New York just yes. because they're so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. Cleveland, Cleveland is one of those teams that they just don't care. They're they're in it and they're just playing baseball to beat you. There's not this tenseness. There's, I mean, they're 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 the youngest team in the playoffs, and I think they're one of the youngest team in baseball. Um, so they're out there just you know crushing it and having a good time. So that that that's kind of fun to watch. But. Yeah. So the next time we record. There could be two game fives, but mm-hmm. most of these series are probably going to be wrapped up out of Cleveland, New York, Seattle, Houston, <laughs> L.A., San Diego, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Is it Cleveland the one that's that you think they have the best shot at, at the upset there? I think that's the best shot of the upset. Um, I think it's going to be a tough sledding for – all four of the teams are the one and two seeds that had an entire week off baseball. Yeah. That that's going to be kind of tough because you haven't played since Wednesday. Um, Some of those guys didn't even play Wednesday because it was the last game of the season and they had their seeds and, and uh, divisions and everything locked up. So it's going to be kind of interesting. I, I, I would think Look for uh, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if all four road teams won tomorrow. Wow, uh, yeah, just because their bats are uh, their timing is probably a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, w- I would not be shocked if all four road teams win game one. I think the Padres have to win game one or they may get boat raced. This is true, and, and it's Urias, yes, so. That that's going to be tough, uh, but again, they just came off of crushing the baseball in New York. They're riding high. They've had one day off. 
they fly, they land, and they're ready to grab their bats and get going. And the Dodgers have have had an entire week off, yeah, to face uh, you know live pitching, uh, you know their own guys. Um, so a little bit different environment, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Suarez against Freed in uh, the in in Atlanta. That is game one, and then. Logan Gilbert against Justin Verlander, game two at Minute Maid Park. That's uh, going to be a fun matchup. First game is on Fox. The the, uh, the Astros game is on TBS. And then Guardians at the Yankees, Quantrill versus Garrett Cole. That is game three, also on TBS. And then we go to FS1 for the night game tomorrow night, Clevenger against Urias. And uh, yeah, the, I, you know, I, it's kind of... To me, it's like, oh, I know the Padres and the Dodgers fairly well, so I'm actually leaning towards that being the most interesting series. But I'm interested. I'm like, I could see all of baseball getting on the Guardians bandwagon. Yes. The year after they change the, the team name and the <laughs> logo, Guardians baseball, like just getting behind. If they could beat the Yankees, that would be an amazing story. And oh, then yeah. going into Houston – uh, we think Houston's is going to take it, take care of uh, of Seattle. But you know, I have a lot of Seattle friends who are just so excited about baseball right now. So it's kind of cool to watch. And then the other side, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I would love to see Bryce Harper get to that next level. Like you know, as a when when he was in the Nationals, like I didn't want because obviously the Giants were were good. But now that yeah. the Giants aren't in it, I'd like to see a guy like Bryce Harper who has been a really, really good baseball player since he was like 19 years old. You know, yeah. see what he looks like on that next level again, you know, with the, uh, I guess the, the Nats did win it when he was on, he was on the team when the Nats won it, right? No, it was the year after he left. Oh, God, see, yeah. there you go. That's, <laughs> yeah. so I want to see His that first for him. year in Philadelphia, the, the Nats go on and win the world series. Trey so, Turner. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trey yeah, yeah. Turner and, uh, was who was Scherzer on that? Juan team? Soto was there. Um, Scherzer was there. Yeah, there you go. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, S- uh, Strasburg, baby. Yeah. Oh, the who who was the third baseman who ended up in uh, Anaheim? Anaheim. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to remember at this. Great fart. Rodon, big time. Rodon, yes, the other Rodon. It's because he's been hurt. <laughs> Every yeah, yeah, year. yeah. When, once he signed with Anaheim, that was kind of it. We haven't heard much from him. So, so I am going to, I'm going to say all the favorites, but I'm going to take the Guardians. That might be really dumb, but if momentum exists in baseball, I think the Guardians have a chance. They may, they may lose, you know, some of the late games just from a talent perspective. The Yankees are still preloaded, but you know, the Yankees also had a really good first half, like excellent first half and just a, a, an okay to good second half. So they're, they haven't been playing their best baseball. So I'd like to, I would like to see the one upset there uh, out of all. I would like to see the Padres win too. I just don't sense that's happening. I, I think it's going to yeah. have to be the Braves. Yeah. I think the Braves are going to have to take them down. If the Phillies somehow can get past the Braves and it ends up being the Phillies and Dodgers. Oh, I, that might be a rough one. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be really tough, man. Yeah, that's gonna be really tough. Yeah, I think I think our best bet to see the Dodgers get taken down is probably the Braves first, then the Padres, and, and not even the Phillies. <laughs> but yeah. but then when you look at the American League, who can take down the Dodgers? Yankees, maybe. I feel like um, Major League Baseball wants that to be the world series Yankees and Dodgers, you know, that would be, that would be a really fun, interesting world series. Um, because if the Dodgers, as soon as, as soon as the Dodgers walk into Yankee stadium and that crowd goes just nuts on them, that would be a really, really fun series. Dodgers fans also want revenge on Houston. Yes. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. They do. They want to, they want to play that series over again. Yeah. They're, they'll it'll just be in 2022, but they they want to play that 2017 series over again for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, even though we're not in it, it is still the best time of the year for baseball. Hey, you get the best teams, a lot of the best players, and we'll see who who does it. But yeah, by this time next week when we do our next show, 
we should know who moves on to the uh, championship series is. So yeah, we'll talk about that, but all right, Brad's back. Life is good. We'll, uh, we'll be back here next week. So for Brad, I am double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. When you drive the most dependable mass market brand, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the number one most dependable mass market brand three years in a row by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the J.D. Power 2021 to 2023 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Studies. 2023 study based on 2020 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2023 details. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.